The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast or a comedy writer. That's me, James Breakwell, and a psychologist. Still alive and still healthier than you, Steve Olivas, that's me. Try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. I seem to recall something about the Rock of Gibraltar, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who's healthier than who. I'm just gonna say I, I, I didn't have anything shooting out a certain part of my body, and we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but what we won't leave is this question oh, from a listener, yeah. which needs to be answered right away. Right. I am currently working in a company that's family oriented, and we all treat each other super well and care for each other. I am, I'm currently at the final stage of getting, oh, you know what? This is not, hold on, hold on. There was a more important question. There was a more pressing question and I scrolled too far. I, 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 I gave everybody a free preview of a question that's coming up for later. This is more important. Okay, here, here it is. Here's, here's the more important one, the more pressing one. I have a question that is quite embarrassing to bring up to my employee and can really use your help. Another Recently, question. Right. we've noticed one of my employees, female, has a bad odor, not the typical uh, sweat, but something that smells bad. How do I go about to bring up this conversation? Uh, would being a male or female employer be in a better position to bring this up? Uh, would there be any difference uh, if the bad smell is due to a medical reason? And uh, the bad is so bad that it is affecting all employees and no one wants to be near her, which makes her work an absolute nightmare. I don't know who else to go to for help with this. Please help. All right, Steve. As you can see, that's why I had to do this one first. <laughs> Take it away. I have two stories related to this, Ooh, James. I'm glad they don't <laughs> include, uh, include smell, just sound. So please tell me your two stories about smelly people. Well, this is why we do this podcast long distance. Otherwise, I'd have three <laughs> stories to share with people. But uh, I actually had to have this conversation with an employee back the only period of my life where I had employees. And uh, I will say, even prior to that one, I remember uh, I belonged to uh, the Jewish Community Center and I work out at their gym here in Nashville. And one of their directors came to me knowing I was a shrink and said, we got to have this conversation with this guy who ostensibly smells bad and we want your advice on how to handle it. And uh, so I told them basically what I ended up doing with my employee, which is be very direct and uh, don't mince words. Like don't try to cushion it with like uh, how our society these days like takes words they don't like and just stretches them out into like multisyllabic phrases <laughs> that uh, don't really mean what they're trying to say because nobody can be direct. Like, for example, with their neighbor, if they have a problem. Oh, with them. my gosh. But We're going to have that fight again. <laughs> be the third podcast we fight on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was not at the conversation between the director of the JCC and this fellow. So I will focus my answer on the conversation I had with my employee who literally stunk. And I believe his was B.O. He, um, I don't <laughs> I don't know what the reason was. And at some point it didn't matter. Like, uh, you know what I do for a living. Like we have to see clients. Mm -hmm. And uh, at some point I sat him down and said, listen, 
I don't know if anyone's ever said this to you, but uh, there is an odor about you that I think might be affecting the people you see, and it's definitely affecting the people in the office here. So I hope you take care of that. And uh, let me know if you need anything. We all care about you. And I, I don't know what else to say other than that. And the way he handled it really taught me something about directness, which is he said, wow, I so appreciate you saying something to me instead of like a, a, whatever the options are. He said, I, I will absolutely take care of this and I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. And he took care of it. And it was never really? a problem again. Yeah, I remember having the same kind of conversation with a different employee who was, I, this one I don't remember quite as well, but her reaction was exactly the same as his. I think she was showing up late or it was something. God, I, anyway, I just did the same thing. I sat her down and said, uh, we need you to be on time to things. And uh, I'm going to have to let you go if you're not. And it's not that we don't like you. It's just that you got to be on time. And I remember she said the same thing. She said, man, thank you for being so direct. Uh, I'm sorry. I will be on time from now on. And she was embarrassed too. But the, the point of this conversation or these stories is they're always going to be embarrassed whenever news of the world kind of floats back to them. Your options are, will they be embarrassed in front of one person who is you or I, I've never been in a corporate climate that might be have to that might have to be something HR handles instead of you. Will they be embarrassed in front of one person or embarrassed in front of a group of people, some of whom they don't even know if people know or not, like if the gossip uh, the rumor mill starts churning and the water cooler talk is all about how so-and-so smells. Like, uh, nip it in the bud fast. Have HR have a direct conversation uh, if you are not allowed to. But somebody, one-on-one, -on -one, direct conversation, that is the best way to handle it. And whether the person acts defensively at first or not is sort of irrelevant. I do believe people respect direct communication like that. What say you, James? I think you are right on the money, but I would add the caveat here that if this person, it's affecting their work, so they're bad at their job and they stink, like, is it worth saving this person <laughs> or do you just have the conversation of you're fired? Like, if, at some point, if you have to be told that you stink, maybe it's a reflection of your other qualities as an employee or a human being, and maybe it's best to just go your own way. Uh, and I guess it just really depends how much you need this person. I mean, if you're like, they're my star employee, they do everything great, but also they stink, then absolutely, you're like, hey, we got to fix this. But if they are your underperforming bottom of the barrel employee, and also their odor makes, you know, makes everyone else flee to the corners of the room, then maybe you just move on. Because I doubt the odor is going to be the uh, last issue you have with them. Uh, I've never, I've never had employees, so I've never had to have that conversation with anybody about that. One time, though, I was working on a group project with somebody and he came over and uh, I didn't notice the smell when he was there but he it was it was in college so we were sitting on my bed and he sat on or near my pillow and uh, afterwards my pillow smelled like death like it smelled so bad I could not use it I had to like I had to wash it before I could sleep on it again I've never what smelled hell? you need to burn it I never smelled anything like that in my life and it was like I'm not going to go have a conversation with this guy. Like, I'm just, I'm going to finish this project. I'm just not going to hang out with this guy because apparently he has like an odor he leaves behind and I don't need that in my life. And my <laughs> job was not to correct his issues. And you know what? He, right. he went on, he got married, he's employed. He must've figured it out at some point. So I hope somebody did have that direct conversation with him. I know smells especially can be tricky because I mean, if you live in your own filth for long enough, you can't be aware, but like with myself, even I, 
you know, if I'm unshowered or something, I, I find that if I stink, I, I get to aware, aware of it on some level. I think you have to stink for a really long time to not be aware of it. And like in your case, Steve, when you hired the guy, like if he had stunk on day, like I, I, when he comes in for the interview, you're not going to have like a frank discussion with him about, you know, body odor. He's going to say, okay, thank you for your time. I'll call you if I want to hire you. And then you're never going to call him again. I mean, so, I mean, he must have, he must have been capable of better hygiene. So clearly that was correctable. Uh, with this other person, I'm guessing the day they hired them, they had it together. So yeah, I'm going to say, go with, uh, go with your advice. Be direct, be frank when say, hey, you smell terrible and this is becoming an issue. Fix it or you're gone. And uh, hopefully they fix it. And if not, either way, you've solved the problem. Either they're out of there or they smell better. Uh, closing thoughts, Steve? Yeah, I just thought of one more story about direct communication. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you said I, after a while, people aren't aware of their own stink because I think that's the case. Um, but I, I remember I taught a class. This was like in the late 90s. And I taught a graduate level class and uh, I had them write a paper and I went through with a red pen and I circled every grammatical error. And some of them looked like it was the St. Valentine's Day massacre all yeah. over their papers. And I would have thought they would have been in an outraged uproar. How dare you correct us? But it was exactly the opposite. Like students were coming up to me saying, thank you. I didn't realize I was writing incorrectly because nobody will tell me that. I guess at the school, in graduate school, if you turned in anything, either the professor didn't read it or they just passed anything along or both, hell. But uh, I didn't let it go. I let students know you got to write well if you're going to be uh, representing this school and representing me coming out of my class. And they, they, most of them, some of them probably bought a voodoo doll of me and stuck needles into it. But the ones that came to me were like, thank you for pointing this stuff out. I, I'm glad somebody's teaching me how to do this better, essentially. And so I, again, direct communication is not always comfortable, but I do believe it is appreciated by the recipient. Man, I feel like it is effective, but also you might be living in a fantasy world where everybody immediately appreciates <laughs> harsh feedback. But who knows? I don't know. I can't I can't live in your head. I, I choose to believe your stories <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Anyway, if you want to send in your questions that we can answer on a questionable basis, send that in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be workplace, platonic friends, parent, child, whatever you've got, send it in. This has been another week of 10 minutes to save your marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs>